What's going on and welcome to another episode of Chicken Scratch Gospel coming to you from Midtown Studios in downtown Bakersfield. I'm your host, Matt. With me, my co-host today, Tony. What's up? What's going on? How you doing? And back on set, my man, Daniel. What's up, brother? What up, man? It's been a while. It's been a while, It's good to be here. We're excited you're back. Glad you're back. I'm excited to be here. I am. And I'm excited for this episode, too. Just in time for our Christmas episode. Man, uh, we... (laughs) We we were we were talking back and forth a little bit, me and Andy, um, about whether or not we should bring up Santa because we know you got beef with Santa uh, from last year's episode. But yeah. you know, it's the most yeah. wonderful time of the year. The kids are yeah. jingle belling and whatnot. Everybody's well, you know gathering. What? I, I, in this generation, man, I've been thinking about Rudolph a lot too. Because um, <laughs> every year he's, he's every just year been discriminated. Just, it's not it's down. not fair anymore, man. We can't be singing that song anymore. <laughs> you know, Rudolph. Because of all the reindeer out there with red noses yes. that understand yeah. the song? Yes. It was. No, it's Rudolph. Not, it's not cool, man. No, he needs to toughen up. He needs to toughen up. He'll be fine. He'll be fine. He's a reindeer that can fly. He'll be fine. Um, <laughs> we're, 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 everybody's going to be gathering. You know, it's that time of year. I, I do have one question before we jump into topic today. I, um, what, do you guys have any holiday like or Christmas traditions? Do you guys have any traditions like? Like we'll bring out at my house, we bring out the stack of DVDs, which we don't have to do anymore because digital download. DVDs, but we did, yeah, because we've been collecting them for years, and I bought, I paid money for them, so we're we're not yeah. gonna not use them. Right. But you know, we bring out all the Christmas movies and stuff, and try to try to get through that in the month. But is there are, are there any traditions that you guys have for Christmas? Yeah, we do. We actually do one one night. Um, <clears throat> we put up the tree, we put up the decorations, we put up all the decor in the house. And then my wife, of course, will make hot chocolate and all this, you know, Christmas, Christmas goodies. And then we'll put on Will Ferrell's The Elf every year, every year. I love it. And that's what we've done for, I don't know how many years already, like 10, 15. Does Joe try to drink a two liter of Coke and then belch (laughs) like Elf does? Yeah. And then go, did you hear that? Yes, he does. (laughs) You know, another, another one, which we don't do this anymore, but we... We used to do Elf on the Shelf every year. Okay. And so as the kids kind of getting older now, though, you know, it doesn't really work. Yeah, it's it's not not as fun. And then the dog ate up the Elf's head, so, you know, we don't even have it anymore. The final day of the Elf. We we do Killer in the Cabinet. Killer in the Cabinet. For October, yeah, for Halloween. We have a little stuffed Mike Myers, so we do Killer in the Cabinet. (laughs) Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Growing up, we, I mean, we, I remember growing up, when you asked this question, man, I, I, I remember growing up. Um, and my mom made this Filipino soup. I, d- I don't even know, um, but we never got it except for Christmas. And so it was like it was like that mom was, made yeah, the soup. That was it. And yeah. and I mean, I don't cook, so I can order. I guess uh, like a sofa toscano or something for my kids. This I mean, on yeah. my own thing. Yeah, man. But some Olive Garden yeah. soup. <laughs> yeah, that was where you went. Oh, yeah. <laughs> some Olive Garden soup. What was it, what was the soup called that your mom made? It was called sopas. Just sopas. Yeah. I, I don't know. Well, it was, man, yeah. Now it, I'm like, it, it had like curious about it had this. Like, yeah. It had um, the little shells. They look like. Like seashells. mussels? No. <laughs> mussels? No. Like shell. Like um, Oh, noodles. Yeah. Like shell like noodles. Pasta, yeah, pasta oh, shells. Okay. I, you said shells. Yeah, I was yeah. like, like they mussels, they clams, like, what's in it? Like snails or something. No, it yeah. was, uh, it was yeah, like little pasta shell things. Nice. And it was cool. I think now for, at least for my family, um, with my kids going off to college and the oldest one already gone. Um, we do, we wait for everybody to get back together to, to 
hang the decorations on the tree type of thing. So, oh, that's cool. And so the second one is about to leave, and when she's gone, I guess I'm going to come up with my own tradition. Yeah. Like rub dad's feet yeah, every there you year go. or like <laughs> give me a back massage. Or something. We, yeah. Yeah, you know? I think yeah. you can make that work for a little while, but <laughs> yeah. the, the older ones would be like, no. I, I think right now it won't work either. Yeah. So. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I wanted to ask it, man, because I mean, we aside from again, aside from like doing the movie thing, we don't have a ton of other like Christmas traditions per se, really. And and this might shock some people that are that are listening or watching. But um, there is one tradition Amanda and I have with our kids, and that's we don't buy them Christmas presents. Mm -hmm. And some people are like, I can't believe you would not buy your children presents. These fools get what they ask for and what they want all year long. No, we don't because they have grandparents that spoil them. They don't need us to get things. They, you know, it's, it's not crazy. We don't, our kids don't go home with a bedroom full of stuff that they're going to lose. That's yeah. not what Next we do. Yep. You know, they get, they get what they want. And then, you know, they, they wait all year long because they know that question is coming, yeah. you know, right around. Usually my mom is crazy. So she'll ask around, you know, August or September, so where are those Christmas lists? Which is madness because well, she's early. oh my mom I shops all year long, but you know she's asking the kids all the time, what are your lists? What do you want for Christmas? What do you want for this? And so it's it's not something that they get crazy crazy about. You know my kids do all year, but it is something that when they realize it's time to get the list together, they're ready. It's a long list yeah. too, right? Yeah. Oh, they're ready. They're <laughs> like, let's go, let's go. And we we've heard that old saying that good things come to those who wait. So let me ask you guys this question. What's the longest you've ever had to wait for something? Or just anything? Yeah, just for anything. It could be something practical. Oh, um, What's the longest you've ever had to wait for something? I'm still waiting for my hair to grow back. That ain't going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> me and you both. Yeah. It's, it's just not going to happen. Y'all both have more more hair than me. I don't know what the problem is. I, I think I'm going to be a He's insulted. All right. <laughs> my hair's really gone. Oh, um, I try to think because there's so <laughs> yeah, many things. There's so many things. I mean, when it, I guess when it comes to faith, um, you know, and, and God's timing, there's a lot of things that I've waited for, you know, and still, right. even still. Right. Um, you know, promises from God. Yeah. You can, you can be a promise from God or it can be whatever you guys both, you guys both have college degrees. Yeah. You know, so you had to wait, you had to go through, you know, however many yeah. years of school. Right. Uh, I went to, you know, like eight years of seminary, like, you know, you, gotta wait there was a waiting period before each yeah. next course that i had to take which is good because um i actually in 2000 uh, i graduated from fresno pacific in 2013 yep, yep um and was working on a credential in 2015 and so we're in 2021 here yeah i'm still working on a credential <laughs> so i guess that's probably something that you know i've waited for and i and you know yeah. life happens and and of course you know god has been taking us some just amazing places but um but the wait has been long so that's probably something a little bit more practical that you know i've been waiting for yeah um and next year's a year man jesus name god willingly Tony stuck like his Jeopardy. Yeah, I know. Uh, I'm waiting for the Mexican pizza to come back. <laughs> <laughs> You're waiting for Taco Bell to put that on the menu? That was nasty. Oh, <laughs> I can eat that. Oh, uh, man. Yeah. Uh, man. <laughs> waiting. 
<laughs> I'm waiting for you now. Yours, this is slowly becoming this is, this is the, the longest, longest I've ever had to wait for something. I don't know. I don't. I, I, I mean, <laughs> they're the crickets. Uh, well, the reason the reason Thank why you. I'm asking is because of what we're talking about, right? Like, yeah, um, we're, you know, we're, we're talking about this this Christmas promise is what I wanted to talk about. We can find that in in, in the book of Isaiah. You go to Isaiah chapter nine, and Isaiah's it's it's a, a you know a prophetic book that um, that talks about the Messiah and even even kind of lines out lots of different things, all these different prophecies, the Messiah included, and even the return of. And so there's so much stuff going on in Isaiah. But if you look at chapter 9 and verse 6, it says, for uh, to us a child is born, and depending upon your translation, it might say, for unto us a child is born, uh, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. So this is the prophet Isaiah, right? He's announcing the birth of Jesus. He's announcing the birth of the Messiah. And what's crazy is this birth announcement happens 800 years before Jesus is born. Right. I, I was thinking about that. What if we send out like birth announcements and then sent the invitation out and you're like, man, I have to wait. Let's just wait. About, you got to wait. About 800 years. 800 <laughs> years yeah. before like Isaiah isn't even around, obviously, by the time the promise is fulfilled that was revealed to him. And and I'm going to share a note from from our good friend, uh, Pastor Dwayne Cantrell. Uh, he said uh, he said this a couple weeks ago from the pulpit. He said, not every promise you receive from God is for you. Mm-hmm. Might be a promise you received from God, but that doesn't mean the fulfillment of said promise is for you. Mm-hmm. In other words, sometimes God will give us a promise to steward faithfully while he works it out for the good of more than just us. Right. That's so good, man. That's so good because I feel like, I almost feel like, because you say not every, but man, every promise that God has given to me, um, even though it benefited me at the moment, it was always for either my family, for, you know, the direction of our family in the future. Um, Because when you think about it, we're vessels, we're tools being used by him. Um, to do what he's called us to do, to impact the world around us. Yep. And so even when he's, you know, said, Hey, this is where I want you to do. And this is the timing. Um, it's always been to benefit the greater population, the greater good, you know, people that need to hear the message of Christ. And even here, when you think about Jesus, you know, in 800 years later, the promise wasn't even for Jesus or his family. It was for the world, you right. know? Yeah. So I find a lot of promises, even if it's a personal like healing or something like God is, God is keeping you alive or God has something for you because he wants you to go do his work for somebody else, you know, because he sees the the whole picture of, of everything, you know? Yeah. It's good stuff. Yeah. I mean, there, there, there's more people involved. There are more people involved in this promise um, from Isaiah than even just the prophet, Mm -hmm. right? When it comes to the promise itself that we can look at um, uh, in the book of Luke, which usually if you ever read, like I know some people have the tradition of like they bring out their Bible and they'll read the book of Luke, the first parts of it, because that's kind of where yeah. the Christmas story itself is found, the nativity and all those things. Um, but we see the this uh, this priest, Zechariah, and his wife Elizabeth, they get involved uh, early in the Gospel of Luke. We see the angel Gabriel come to John, lets him know like, hey man, your wife's going to get pregnant, never mind the fact that, you know, they're very old. Now, now, we don't know. The Bible does not say how old, but some theologians and historians 
want, believe that it's somewhere around 88 years old and that John that that, that uh, Zachariah is somewhere around like 90 so they're they're proper old and yeah. and now they're hearing like you're you're gonna have a baby yeah which I don't even I don't know I can tell you right now I'm, I'm 39 me and a man are both 39 I I, I think I would cry if I found <laughs> out if I found out we were gonna have another baby and it wouldn't be like you would think oh that's so sweet Matt would cry like no it wouldn't be like joyful those other tears it would be like sad (laughs) what happened god why us like it would be those kind of things and here you have these people they're old like in luke chapter 1 verse 18 zechariah asked the angel he goes how can i be sure of this i'm an old man and he says and my wife is well along in years my wife is well along we're old bro yeah we're old you know, in verse Man. seven, Luke Luke says that they were childless because Elizabeth wasn't able to conceive, and they were both quote very old. Yeah. So, imagine being married, especially at this time, being married for so long, and you know we cannot we can't say for sure how long they had been married. We know that people it was not uncommon at this point in time for people to be betrothed to one another mm-hmm. uh, around the age of sixteen. That that wasn't uncommon. But let's call it 18, right? Let's just say 18 just by today's okay. standards, okay? Let's say at 18 years old, you get married, right? Okay, get married at 18 years old. Now you're 88. I was trying to do the math in my head. Now uh, you're 88. So you've been married 70 years with no babies. Yeah. Man. That's crazy. And back in, back in this time, like, if, if you couldn't have a baby, like, and you were a woman, like, and you couldn't have a baby, something was wrong with yeah. you. What's wrong with you? What did you do wrong? What sin did you commit? It was like a, a, a couple of weeks ago or maybe last week I was talking about the, the blind guy. Remember and like how Jesus healed the blind yeah. guy and everybody was like, who sinned, his mom or his dad that, you know, that he was born? By? So like everybody, imagine like living for so long, being married for so long, you were faithful. The Bible says they were both faithful to God for so long and you're not able to be blessed with the child. And now they're old and here's Johnny the Baptist. That was a little, that was a little yeah. shining reference for, for Andy. Have you guys ever, could, can, can you even like, can you think of a time where you had to wait on, on God? At least not for kids. For that long? Man. Not for kids, no. no. I mean, we, yeah. we did. We, we had to wait. We, Amanda and I, we lost at, at least six, six babies we know we lost. Mm-hmm. And so when we, were, when we were able to carry the pregnancy with Karis all the way through, we were, we were ecstatic. And, uh, and she was our miracle baby. It was so cool. But we had we had been waiting for you know some time. Yeah, yeah. I think there's been seasons, uh, definitely seasons in my life, um, my personal life, where we've gone through some tough, you know, some tough trials and and things. And <clears throat> I would always ask God the question, when is this going to end? Yeah. You know, like I'm like I I don't I don't want to feel like this anymore. I don't want to think about this anymore. Like I just want to move on. Like when is this going to end? Yeah. Um. <clears throat> And, you know, I'm just waiting, waiting for God to, to move and, and say something or just a sign. I'm like, Lord, just give me a sign, you know, just say something. And, and in those moments, those, those are the moments where God doesn't work in you, man. It doesn't feel good in, in the waiting, you know, but that's where he renews your strength. Yeah. Um, and God takes this seriously because I was even like this story that we're talking about. Um, he actually, I mean, 70 years of of no child and then boom, all of a sudden there's a lot of doubt in his mind. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, oh, for sure. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of like, what? Like, you know, and and he's like, this can't happen. This will not happen. Like, I'm I'm too old. She's too. Old. And he he has actually ends up being mute because of his unbelief and his doubt. You know, that's right. And um, I, I feel like this is how serious God takes this. Like, this is how serious like trust issues with God. He's like, no, like believe me. You know, believe what I say. Trust in me. Um, don't doubt, don't be quick to doubt. Don't, don't, uh, <clears throat> you can't, you can't, how do, how do I want to say it? Um, <clears throat> say it, man. I know. I want to say it. <laughs> just, I just, say just it. say it. And if we have to, <laughs> if we have to like put in beeps <laughs> later, we will. I just, you know, you can't underestimate God, man, and what he, he wants to do. And sometimes you have to just await it through and, and believe, you know, yeah. and move forward. Yeah, man. I mean, his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. His ways are higher than our ways. I mean, it. A lot of times when you think like I, I'm, it, it. I'm in the middle of this and I'm by myself here, yeah. and and you're not, you mm-hmm. know, it, just knowing that you're you're not alone, and that in that waiting time or in that 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 transition from giving the promise to whenever it's fulfilled, I mean, that's where the true growth happens, mm-hmm. and, right? And and I, I think God puts us there to make us more like Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know, it gives us the time to just to mold us and to grow us um, and just to, to get us to, to to where we're supposed to be at. Yeah. Yeah. And you're not like like to hear like Daniel talk about there's there were times where you were waiting on God and, yeah. and almost wait, and sometimes waiting. Sometimes it's waiting for a season to come. And sometimes like what you were talking about is waiting for a season to be over. Like, yeah. <laughs> how yeah. long are we going to have to do this? And yeah. the, you're, you're in good company because, I mean, this, how, how many Psalms mm-hmm. include right. That exact question, yeah. you know, where the psalmist is writing, how long, oh Lord, am I going to have to deal with it? How long until you come down and rest? How long am I going to have to, you know, you're talking about a guy yeah. in King David who was anointed king and then goes back out to shepherding sheep. And then he's he's been anointed king. He, he, he serves the current king. The current king starts to hate him because there's jealousy uh, 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 because he knows that his time is up yeah. and David's time is coming. So then he begins to hunt David and David's living in caves. He's not living in the palace. He's not living, you know what I mean? He's not living large as the king. He's running away because yeah. this fool's being hunted. <laughs> and, and yeah, yeah, man. And he's, he's, so he's, he's, he's living on the lamb and he's running from, from this, this king that was supposed to, you know, have his back. Yeah. And, and so the psalmist is uh, under, the psalmist is writing this thing. Like he understands he's well acquainted with, waiting for a season to be over and then waiting for a season to begin. And I love, I love Christmas time. I love Christmas time. My favorite, it's not my favorite season, but it's my favorite holiday. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. I I like summertime. I like the, I like, I like to be in shorts and a tank top and at the beach or in a pool. That's what I like. I don't want it to be cold and foggy and wet. I don't want a white Christmas. Snow is wet and uncomfortable and cold. I don't want that, but I love Christmas. It's a pretty picture though, like the snow. Yeah, it's pretty. It is. It's beautiful. Yeah. You know, and so like, but I wait for this season. There are things that we wait for, right? If you, you know, if you're listening, like maybe you, maybe you wait for the cranberry bliss bars at Starbucks. <laughs> maybe that's what you wait for. You know what I mean? Because there are people that wait for that. No, like legit, like they are like, uh, they want Starbucks to carry cranberry bliss bars all year long, but they do not. They're seasonal. They only come out in the holidays. What it is, it's like a little, it's not gingerbread, but it's a little, it's a little um, piece of like cake bread 
and then they cover it with like a cream cheese frosting and then they sprinkle cranberries on it. It's dried cranberries. Cause I got some confused looks here and they're like, I don't know what that is. Like, that's kind of what that was. And, and so people wait for that all year long. You know, people, people wait for, you know, the McShake, uh, <laughs> or whatever, like, you know, there's stuff you ever heard of the McShake. It, most of the things that people wait for are for food. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm more of the, the, the shamrock the, the shake, pumpkin spice, the pumpkin spice latte, <laughs> the pumpkin spice latte, you know, but there's, there's different times and seasons that we wait for that we can think of more like that are, that are silly and, and kind of, yeah. you know, tongue yeah. in cheek, but then there are seasons and things that we wait for. Um, uh, okay. I have a good one. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about this a little bit and maybe this needs to be its own episode, but, um, there's a real popular pastor right now. And this is no shade. He's really, really good at, at, at teaching on this particular subject. I'm not throwing shade. But he's popular because of the topic that God has anointed him and, and, and gifted him with a, a particular revelation about. Mm-hmm. His name's Michael Todd. Mm-hmm. He's a great teacher, an amazing preacher. Most of his messages are about relationships, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Trying, to, trying to lock Boo down. Like that's like most, most, of, his, most of his, if not all, every, if not every single Michael Todd message that I've heard is on relationships. Yeah. Right. And, and what you need to do, you know, to, to make yourself right before Mr. Right comes along or I mean, Mrs. The, the right comes along. Right. right. Yeah. No, yeah. wrote a yeah. book on it. Like God has given him. And I believe that God does give people like certain, a certain amount of grace or maybe even a different type of anointing for specific topics. And that's why they write about it. That's why that's their main teaching point. And again, that's a beautiful thing, but how come everybody is so obsessed with finding somebody mm-hmm. and it be, because everybody seems so obsessed with finding somebody that they are, they are willing to settle for less than God's promise because they don't want to wait because they just want somebody. You just lit up another podcast. Well, I'm just saying it's, it's not hard to warm your bed. That's easy. And that's in the, that's what ends up happening. That's why all these dating apps are out. And so you, you end up warming your bed and then you end up with a broken heart because you couldn't wait. And it, it, people don't want to wait for a God thing. They'll settle for a good thing or a good enough thing. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's another episode. Yeah. Right that's there. a whole episode. <laughs> that's February's man. episode. <laughs> and again, y'all, if you haven't heard him <clears throat> preach, Michael, Ta- you guys go look him up. He's really good. He's yeah. a really yeah. good teacher. He's very funny too, but he's, he's very, very good. Transformation church, right? Yeah. Yeah. You're so right, man. I, I mean, waiting on somebody that's, I think that's everybody's, you yeah. know, in everybody's life. That's kind of like most people's goals to find somebody, you know, uh, settle down, raise a family, all that. Um, but we do, man, we live in this, in this culture where they just want it quick, you know, yeah. so I want to find that person. And that's why you have all these dating apps, um, and all these different things where they're searching and they're searching, they're searching and it, people don't want to wait. Yeah. And then they end up, you know, brokenhearted divorces rates are going up because they never took time to get to know somebody before they, it, it yeah. comes down to the question of like, what are you doing in the waiting? Yeah, that's a great question. That's a great question. Mm-hmm. What are you doing in the waiting? But you, I tell you right now, what I see most people doing is talking about how, how worth the weight they are. Mm-hmm. People that are worth something don't have to tell the world yeah. that they're worth something. Mm-hmm. They don't care that they're perceived as being worth something because they know 
But the truth is, I'm I'm one of those. I'm a real one. I'm the, and just all over social media, all I see is story, story, story. Look at this. Oh, I like. I really like this, and so I'm gonna share this because I, this is me right here. It's not you. You shared it from somebody else's right. original thought. That's not even you. You're not keeping it. Uh, what I say? Another one hundred. <laughs> I wasn't here. He's married. He's the thing is, is he's still married to the R in it, and so he tries to say one hundred, but he can't say one hundred, so he says one hundred. I'm trying. <laughs> Come on, guys. It's good, man. Be faithful to that R. Be faithful. I'm waiting. To get rid of the R. <laughs> the 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 thing is, though, if if you're if you're if you're waiting, if you feel like you're in a season of waiting, on a promise, waiting for God is never a waste of time. It is never a waste of time. And I think that it can be so easy to feel like it is, right? Like mm -hmm. Jesus is born, the Messiah. He's born in chapter two of, of the gospel of Luke. Okay, chapter two wasn't just a, the turn of a page away right. from this announcement of, you know, Gabriel telling Mary, you're going to conceive and you're going to call him Jesus. And, you know, she, she became pregnant and there was a gestation period of this promise. And then she gave birth and had to go through the birthing process. And that couldn't have been fun. Mm -hmm. And then mm -hmm. now Jesus is born. So 800 years after the prophet Isaiah is given this promise. And from the time that the last book of the Old Testament to the gospels of Jesus, the nation of Israel waits 400 years mm -hmm. without a prophet. 400 years without a prophet without a, that, that specific voice from God, which is why I believe, you know, the, the Pharisees and Sadducees are able to get such a grip on the nation because they had 400 years to just amend and put in their own, their own uh, uh, thoughts and their own preferences and their own traditions and, and their own stuff in the situations. And then Jesus waits, Jesus waits 30, 30 min, uh, years before he starts his ministry. Yeah. 30 years to add on to it. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. He's like, yeah, it's 30 years. You know what I mean? And, yeah. th and there was, there were reasons yeah. for that, but I'm saying even yeah. Jesus shows us Jesus. It said mature. It says in the word of God that Jesus matured mm -hmm. in wisdom and stature. That means it took time for him to grow. Yeah. Jesus actually had to grow up. Yeah. And then he went out and he, and he does his ministry. If, if you're, if you're called, if you know, you're called to do, uh, you know, something and you've been given the tools to do something, I, what, what are you waiting for? If you received a promise from God and you're waiting to see it fulfilled, the question is, how are you waiting? Are you waiting? What, what, are what are you, you doing, doing in the waiting? In the waiting? Yeah. What's, 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 what's the most important thing you think, with the exception of, because that's the easy, easy answer, with the exception of just uh, continuing in the faith, just continue to believe. No, that's, throw that away. That one, we're already doing that. We're already doing that. So what's 1A, right? or 1B rather, if you received a promise from God, how are you, how are you waiting? What do you do in the waiting? What's the, what's the proper response? Mm -hmm. Tony moved and his jingle bells, <laughs> his jingle bells started jingling on his sweater. I'm not holding my stomach because there's, there's, there's bells. For those of you that are listening, <laughs> I have bells on my- And lights. Christmas, uh, and lights. On my ugly Christmas sweater. And yep. So there's not a cat running around or anything like that. There's, <laughs> there are jingle bells on sweater so you asked the question um but why why don't why don't people wait though we did 
Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm trying to get us back on track. I know you Thank are. You, Daniel. I <laughs> like this. Why don't people wait? Why don't people wait, though? Let's just open that a little bit because kind of, I kind of know we're going into what we do in the waiting, but why don't people wait? It's it's kind of what you said earlier, man. We're in that that, that culture, that society where we're, who, who said it? Right here, right now kind of thing. That was a commercial before. That was a slogan for something. It was a song, too. Was it? Oh, yeah, that was a song. Yeah, right now. <laughs> I think Van Halen. But we want everything right here, right now. We want it at, mm-hmm. on our time, on our on our timetable, on our you know on our schedule. Yeah. And and when in all reality it isn't, mm-hmm. you know. And so we want the microwave stuff. We want yeah. the stuff right here. Mm-hmm. And so. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was a it, Burger King's old slogan. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah it was your way, your way right yeah. away. Oh yeah, that's right. Your way right away. That's what it was. Uh, for Daniel's question of why why don't we wait, I think. I'm a young person. Obviously, I'm a lot younger than all of you. Thanks. No, I wouldn't thanks, say a thanks, lot. Thank you, Eddie. I wouldn't say a lot. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, but somebody who was raised in like the social media era, I see a lot of people around me yeah. that are doing better than I am, and it's easy to compare myself. So then I'm like, oh, I'm not doing good. Even though if I'm like 22, 23, mm-hmm. and I see somebody I'm like who bought a house that I don't even know, and I could compare myself, and then I'm like, now there's no time to wait. Now I have to have this now. Or if I see somebody that's married that's my age, I'm like, I have to be married now. Right. Uh, and so I think for somebody that's younger, the anxiety of comparison with with such a brand of social media, I think. For I sure. Yeah. Yeah. For sure, I could see that. And 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 Andy, Andy, you're 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 pretty well read. And so I'm gonna I'm gonna quote something that I know that you've read before and that you've heard before. But comparison is the thief of joy, and that's the greatest issue that I take with the social media age. Actually, in fact, if I didn't have to run social media because I'm told that, you know, you have to have social media for, you know, for marketing, if, it, right. if you have a business or if you have a church or a nonprofit, you have to have it for marketing. Uh, if you do, if you're, if you lead something like that, then you personally need to have something so that people know who you are and see what you do. Cause they just want to know who you are, whatever. I would have the razor, the Motorola razor <laughs> flip phone. What, what, that, that is all I want, Andy. What, what Honestly, I want to just be able to just take calls and make calls and it, the texting. I don't care. I'll do the A, B, C. I don't care. Yeah, I'll, I'll do that. Yeah. I don't care. I'll just give me the razor and I don't want to mess with social media anymore because every single person is seeing somebody else's filtered life mm-hmm. and they're comparing it to all of their unfiltered experiences, Yeah, you know? And, and that, that does, I think people, you're absolutely right. I think uh, people do absolutely see that and then go, and, or even they might hear stories about their parents. You know, my kids are 13 and 11. Tony will be 12 in January. And Amanda and I got married. I was 21 and Amanda was 20. Um, I mean, what are you going to do? You know what I mean? We were young. We were young. And not everybody that gets married young does it well or is okay. You know, so I'm not saying married young is the answer for us. It, it it worked. It was. But I think that if you go around comparing yourself to the the, the haves and the have nots, yeah. that's that's a big issue in any situation. I think that's another episode. We got another episode. We got, we got a lot of episodes. <laughs> we got here. a lot of episodes. And I hope we're time. taking notes. <laughs> you know what, man? I, I, we're talking about social media and, you know, the need to have things very, very rapidly. And, man... <clears throat> I feel like it's a, a tactic of the enemy, you know, to cause distraction. I think if he can distract us from where God is taking us, from our calling, from where, 
you know, he wants us to go um, from growing within us. If we're always busy on the move, trying to go yeah. to the next thing right. because we can't wait and simmer in, in God's word or his presence or whatever, um, we're always going to be distracted with. And it's everywhere, man. Like we live in this culture of convenience and it's like, they'll come to you. Like you don't even have to do anything. You don't right. have to go work or take the time to go do what you want to do or get what you want to get. They'll bring it to you um, quick, you know, five Amazon prime. Thank you, Jesus. You know, <laughs> the one click buy. <laughs> yes. If I have to click it twice, I, it's too much work. I don't want it. Yeah, I'm not but bidding. It, I'm not bidding on anything. I'm <laughs> buy it now guy. I'm the buy it now guy. <laughs> yeah. But it's such a distraction. And then we wonder yeah. why when we do go through, you know, um, trials and we have to wait, we're so weak, man. We're yeah. so weak. Yeah. We can't withstand the storm because we've been distracted for so long where we were never taught, you know, we were never, you know, developed. Right. And things of God. And so we crash. Um, I love this verse here in Isaiah because I think this kind of goes along with what we're talking about. Because Isaiah is, and this is kind of like, this is confirmation that this dude was a prophet because the same dude who wrote, hey, for a child to be born unto you, you know, in chapter 40, he writes this, um, those who wait on the Lord, <laughs> yep, those who wait on the Lord will, will renew their strength. They will soar wings on eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. And I love that because in the waiting, we're talking about what happens in the waiting. In the waiting, that's where the Lord renews your strength. That's where he builds you and makes you strong. But if we're constantly moving, moving from this to this and we're impatient, are we ever really growing in strength? We're like weak Christians, right? you know, in the culture that we live in, um, especially with social media and all the stuff that, and he was talking about, um, we find ourselves just crashing with the, with the wind and the waves, man. Well, and you know, when you consider the promise, um, that the prophet Isaiah speaks to about the Messiah, he's speaking to a pregnancy. Okay. He's speaking to the, this, this, this conception and this birth of the Messiah, the savior of the world. And, I think that the question really becomes for those of us that are that are here and now in this society that wants everything quickly, that compares ourselves to what everybody else has and what we don't have, and that 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 kind of is, is and it's all so readily available for you to be able to see to then quickly compare, you know, what you have or what you don't have to everybody else. Are you uh, are you willing? to to wait are you willing to date god mm -hmm. you know what i mean are you because 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 there's a difference a because comparison. if you're really if you're really if you're if you if you're dating the right way that means you're waiting mm -hmm. for something and that's a that's a lot of the reasons why a lot of this other stuff exists too because somebody don't want to it's it's real easy forgive the term and and, and it's going to make some people feel uncomfortable but i mean it's real easy to find a wham bam thank you ma'am mm -hmm. like that's easy seriously and and that's that goes that there's there's girls out there that just wanna they just wanna sleep with somebody. There's guys out there that just wanna sleep with somebody, and so that's easy. You know what's hard? Dating, and waiting. Mm -hmm. That's hard. Be and and there and there's a scripture that actually Jesus is speaking to when he's talking about that. There's gonna be people on the on that that come to me on the day of judgment, and they're gonna say, "Didn't we do all of this good stuff for you? We did everything, man. We were casting out devils. We were prophesying. We did all this stuff." And Jesus says, "My response will be, get away from me, depart from me." I did not know you. And that word know, it's the same connotation. It's the same context 
as when in Genesis, the word of God says that an Adam knew his wife means I, I intimately know you. How much do we intimately know God? And we're, we're upset that maybe we haven't conceived a promise mm-hmm. or we're upset that we haven't birthed a promise and we haven't even taken the time to date God. Yeah. And God doesn't operate that way. That's so good, man. Mm-hmm. I, that's a great way to look at it. And you know what? And, and take, knowing somebody takes time, you know? Like really like intimately right. knowing somebody. right. It takes time. You, you know, you talk to them, you go out with them, you put you in the work, then you put in the work, <laughs> yeah. you know, to get to know them, um, where there's nothing else. It's just, I just want to know you. I just want to know who you are. I want you to know me. Yeah. Um, that takes time to happen, man. And so even, you know, with relationships or whatever we're doing, man, if we want to grow in whatever we're doing and, and do what God's called us to do, we got to take time, you know, to, to know each other. How long, how long did you, how long did you date? Oh, before man. y'all got before y'all got married, how long did you date your Bro, was, your spouses to be? I was I was a kid, man, but we dated I think like five years. Right. Yeah. Because you guys, you guys, we were high school sweethearts. Yeah. Which so. is that's a rare yeah, story. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. That's the pretty story. No. Yeah, high school sweethearts pretty, a rare story. It wasn't pretty. We were kids. We didn't know what we were doing. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think five years. Uh, for me, it was two. Two. Yeah. My, really for for us, it was a year and a half to the day. We where where we where we met, started dating, and then got married. But so I mean, it's not again. It's not the length of time really that is that's the biggest issue. But the fact is that we did take the time right to get to know this other person. And for me, I don't know about y'all, but for me, I really needed her to get to know me because because she had an idea of who I was or what I was, and I was like, dude, that's not that's not who I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and so and people bring their own stuff into every relationship, right? Y'all have your own baggage. And, and when we bring, and the good thing is, is though, when you, if you're deciding to have a relationship with God and you want to have a promise from God and you want to have this relationship thing and get to know God, God isn't bringing any baggage. God is, God offers to just take the baggage away from you, mm-hmm. which is beautiful. Like that's a sign me up for that relationship, but nobody wants to take the Why? Because, well, because he doesn't talk to me. How come you, how, how come you don't talk to me? How come I can't? What are you thinking about? Fool, read. Read the Bible. Like it says what he's thinking about. It says how he thinks. It says who he is, how he is. Like read, pray, wait. When you pray, shut up and wait and sit there. When you worship, be quiet. Don't just sing because whether you can sing or not, don't just sing. Sit there and wait in the presence of God and just get get to know what it is that he's after in you as you're getting to know everything that he is for you. Mm-hmm. What do you think, stuff. Tony? I think, um, God, it's funny, man, because God never, his, his, his there's so much truth and so in his promises. It's, it's always going to happen. Mm-hmm. It's going to right here or, or, or next, whichever it is. Um, but I, I, again, for me, it's like, it's always, what am I doing in the waiting? I, I have to think about it, man. Like it, when you go back to the the concept of dating somebody, yep. Um, I, I think about my wife, we actually kind of speed dated the thing. It was, it was real quick, real fast. And there could have been so, so many things I, you know, she could have knew about me or, or I could have known about her before we even jumped, sure. made the jump. Um, but I think even now, like now that we know that, that there's more time and more intention into 
getting to know her and getting to, you know, wanting to know her. Yeah. Um, and the same goes with my relationship with God. You know, I, I now, yeah. I, you know, it's, it's, it's really putting the intention into wanting to know more, to, to really grow closer mm-hmm. to his heart. It's, it's, yeah. I mean, I'm not the speed dating guy. I don't like the tables. You know? <laughs> I mean, you're not the speed dating guy, no. but you know how you know how it's set up. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean you've, you've seen every. It's on Hitch. Uh, it was on. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It, it's on it was. I forgot about Hitch. It's on Bob's Burgers though. <laughs> I mean, I, was, I, I like. The, I, I know the bells. You know, there I mean, you go. come on. Like it, it go go on to the next, right? That's not how it works. I I was I was in high school, man. So I mean, when I got out of high school, it was only like two years. You know that we yeah. just yeah. hurry up and got because we couldn't in high school. So mine doesn't count. My five years don't count, man. They count. Yeah. They count. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they count. But because but yeah. yeah, you're. I mean, yeah. yeah. Karis ain't gonna come up to me at 14 years old talking oh, about. But right. I love him. Yeah, I'm gonna right. marry him. No, he he'll I'll go to jail. That's how that'll work. It's going so down. They need to wait. It's going down. But I I think man's that like, people underestimate the the waiting man because. I'm, I'm, I'm guilty, man. Like there's impulsive things that I've been like, I want that. I'm going to get that. And I pursue it and I try to get it, you know? Um, and I do like, if you go pursue something and get it, like God has given you the ability and the talents to go do that. Right. Yeah. You you can, I mean, on, on some things, not, not all things, but you cheat yourself out, man, because you miss out on the opportunity to grow. You miss Mm -hmm. out on the opportunity to, to really, really take what God's given you and to do what he wants to do in your life. Yeah. And a lot of things happen in the waiting and we don't like the waiting because it doesn't feel good. And it's, it's goes against our nature of wanting what we want. Yeah. Um, but God does some amazing things in the waiting in us, you know, to grow us and to take us and to reveal to us what he needs to reveal to us. And we cheat ourselves out when we're trying to pursue things and get things right away. Yeah. You know? how, how many impulse buys have, have oh, you, um, have you oh, regretted? All, yeah, of them. <laughs> all of them, right? How many? <laughs> oh, I'll just try that. You know what I mean? Like how many? I remember. Um, I remember I was seventeen. I worked for Kmart. I worked at Kmart. I worked in the pantry section, so I had to like do all the stocking and Kmart. the straightening. I was yeah. at Kmart, bro. There was only like there's only like three things in Wasco. Um, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's where I was. I worked. I went from the. It was a step up, bro. It was more hours. I went from the golf course dishwasher to to Kmart pantry. Hey. And uh, and I remember setting up end caps. And there was a reason why we would set up end caps a certain way. It was, it was specifically for the marketing of the, of the impulse buy Mm -hmm. and everything, most everything on an end cap near the front of the store in the checkout lines, that candy bar that, you know, you don't need. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's the magazines, the the magazines, the national Enquirer. you know, Mm -hmm. you know, the bat, the bat boy lives like whatever the, (laughs) you know, whatever those, those newspapers are that you see there. They're there for the impulse buy. Now you're going to take that home. You're not even going to read it. You're going to look at the pictures, see if anything strikes you weird enough to draw you to an article. And if it doesn't, you're just going to, it's going to end up on the floorboard of your car. It's going to end up in the recycle bin. It's going to end up in the trash. It's going to end up as, uh, you know, uh, lining for your bird cage. I don't know. I don't know how you people, I don't know what you do. Level level my couch. Yeah. Whatever, whatever it's used for. But I'm saying there's so many things that you buy on impulse that you look back and you later regret. And I have so many experiences of growing up where I gave myself away to something because of impulse where I regret investing in that space because it was not an investment. It was a waste of money. 
Yeah. It was a waste of my time. It was a waste of my heart. It was a waste of me. It was a piece of myself that I gave away for an impulse. And I think we have to get, we have to be willing to make the investment in a relationship with God, willing to make the investment in ourselves, willing to make the investment in the future relationship that you may or may not have to wait, mm -hmm. to let that, let that stock mature a little bit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Let that stock yeah. mature because you just bought it. That's great. It goes up a half a cent. We want to sell it. You just made a half a cent, baby. If you would just wait and let the stock mature, if you would just wait and spend some time with God, let him develop some things in you. But how are you waiting? That's so good. What are you doing in the waiting? Do you still have faith? Are you still postured in surrender to God, even though it's not happening according to your preferred timeline? Yeah. You know, uh, give, give me give me another question to the one who is waiting. Okay, permit me this one last question to the person who's out there waiting. How long are you willing to wait on God? If you know that waiting for God is never a waste of time, how long are you willing to wait on? If you know that no matter how long we wait, God always fulfills His promises. He's a promise keeper. It, it, how long are you willing to wait on God? That's the ultimate question, right? Because that question right there, your answer to that question is going to determine whether or not you're, you're going to be able to see through mm -hmm. to the end of God's promise. Yeah. I think that's such a great topic, man, because um, we can kind of give shed some light on waiting, you know, and what waiting is and what it isn't and what it does, what it doesn't. And I think that um, when we get perspective, yeah, um, it changes things, man. Because even like during the pandemic, um, I was going through some things with my job and everything, and it was just a weird year. I mean, a weird year for everybody, the whole world. But it was a it was a strange year for me, and um, I was waiting on some things like during 2020. You know, a lot yeah. of transition from 2019 to 2020, and I'm just like, man, like what's happening? You know, and. <clears throat> And I had a lot of time on my hands and I remember the Lord just impressing in my heart, like, just get to know me. And this time that you have where you're not scrambling and you're not like, just take some time to, to get to know me deeper. Yeah. Like, that's all he wanted for me is I get to know me deeper. And, I, and that's what he wanted me to do in the waiting. Cause he had something for me, you know, in the future that I didn't see, I didn't know, I didn't even think of. Um, I was like, okay. And so <clears throat> Um, 2021 gave me so much perspective as well. He was preparing me for something and I see, like, I see from yeah. a different perspective now. And if I was answering that question, as long as he needs me to wait, you know, yeah, yeah. And, to and, do and what he needs to do in me. Yeah. In 2020, when you're thinking about it and you're in the middle of it and it's dark and it's cloudy yeah. and it just doesn't taste good. Mm -hmm. it, it, you can have so many different thoughts. Mm -hmm. I mean, but then we, we, and we can, like you were saying earlier, we can do things our way and it, it, it can come out good, you know, and it might, and it might be all right. But when we do, I mean, the question is whose plan are you on? Are you on your plan? Right. Or are you on God's plan? Right. Yeah. Because it's so much sweeter when, when, when you let him do it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. The promise is the fulfillment of a promise is not up to the person who receives the promise. Mm -hmm. It's not yeah. your promise. Mm -hmm. Whose promise is it? Yeah. That's perfect. You know, it's God's job to fulfill the promise. It's our job to believe in God. It's our job to trust God. But if somebody gives you a promise or makes you a promise, it's not up to you to make sure the promise happens. It's up to the person that promised it. Right. 
And so if God has made you a promise, trust him. Mm-hmm. Trust him. Yeah, and I, I think our inclination is to, is to run away from him. You know, our inclination, in the waiting, our inclination is to go the opposite direction when really in the waiting, we should be pressing in mm-hmm. even more so because we need that and that's what he desires from us. But a lot of times we're like, we move further from him and then we end up giving into the temptation mm-hmm. to be impulsive. Yeah. to get what we want. Well, again, we, yeah. we, what we do is we get caught up, we get caught up in the watching instead of waiting. Yeah. So we're watching everybody else and we get caught up in watching and then we start to try to fulfill this promise that God made to us. Yeah. We don't have what it takes to fulfill no. a God promise. Only God has what it takes to fulfill and to, and to bring provision to that. Yeah. You have what it takes to do what God called you to do, to, tells you to do, you know, leads you to do. That's it. Not to fulfill a God promise. Mm-hmm. Only God can do that. Yeah. And you know, it's crazy. Earlier I mentioned distractions and Andy was talking about social media. Like even in 2020, man, when I was kind of in the season of waiting, um, I did, a, I did a couple like fast, you know, um, in that time. And one of the things that I, that I put on my list of things I was going to fast was social media because yeah. that was the biggest in the waiting that was like the biggest distraction for me because right. I would see other people. I would see what other people are doing. I would get distracted by what, you know, from what God wants me to do. Yep. Like it would just take my mental energy. Like it was, it was horrible, man, because yep. that's the culture we live in. And you're just seeing all this, the news. Oh man, don't even get me started on the news, <laughs> watching the news every day. The news you know? is like Santa Claus <laughs> right now, Daniel. <laughs> Oh man. And, and, and on top of it, it's convenient. <laughs> yeah. It's right at, in, in the palm of uh, your hand. It was so just, hard. It was so hard to give up social media because it, yeah. yeah, like you said, it's just right there convenient and you want to know, right. but it's, it's, it is a huge distraction if you allow it to, to do that to you, you know, especially when you're in a season of waiting. Yeah. You're going to, you're going to believe all these voices, man, that, you know, the, the culture or whoever's saying, and God wants you to listen to his voice. That's yeah. His voice. That's right. Yeah. There, and there are things that are readily available that are not good for you. Right. They're just not healthy for you. And, and social media is not a bad thing. Let me, let me say that. It's not a bad thing. It's the devil. No, but, like, <laughs> I'm, I'm joking. It's not. It's not a bad thing. But, um, but it can quickly become something that distracts you from the best thing. And that's, yeah, that's bad. Yeah. There are things that are out there that are readily available that are a terrible thing. Like, like you can't like social media and porn, two different things. Okay. Porn's terrible. Don't you, that's not something that you should get into. And, and people say, well, that's easy to be able to tell the dog. No, no. But, but if you get addicted again, when, when it becomes, when social media becomes your idol, mm-hmm. there's an issue. If the first thing in the morning, what you do is you wake up and you grab that phone you don't need to look at social media when you wake up in the morning. You don't need to scroll. Do you really need to scroll through TikTok first thing in the morning? Do you really need that? Can you just take a moment and say, good morning, God? Mm-hmm. Can you take a moment and say, you know what? You know what I say in the mornings? Genuinely, I'll wake up. And when I realize I'm still here, <laughs> this for real, I go, thank you, God. <laughs> that's, that's legit how I start my day. I'll open my eyes and I'm like, I'm still here. Okay. Thank you, God. All right. And then I get up and I'm and I go, I start start my I start my day. It doesn't have to be eternal to be immortal. You don't have to take forever and let me just let me pray down fire from heaven in my bed right now while everybody else is asleep. It doesn't have to be like that. But it also doesn't have to be you jumping on TikTok or you jumping on social media. Again, it's it's not something that's terrible, but it's not something that's best. And 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 God wants the absolute best. 
And so don't get distracted by everything else that's going on in the world. Oh, well, I just need a distraction. I need an escape. Well, then what are you escaping from? Maybe God's trying to teach you how not to need to escape from your life, from yourself, from your mind, from the distraction, from anything else. God wants you to be able to stand firm and not escape. That's good. Well, that was a fun topic. The anti-TikTok podcast. A little, <laughs> I'm not anti-TikTok, by the way. It's one of Amanda's favorite things. She sends me TikTok videos all the time. I've got friends across the nation that send me TikToks all the time. And I'm like, thank you. I'll stop sending them. And I laugh. Anti-TikTok. I laugh at them. It's great. I don't, I, now, I will say this. I'm, I'm, I'm anti-making them. I, I won't make them. I'm not that guy. Because I'm just not that dude. Hey, you, you see Craig Rochelle, though. Well, yeah, I know. That dude, but, that but I'll tell you, yeah, but you know why? Because his baby girl says, "Dad, do a TikTok." With me. Now, if Karis came up to me and said, "Daddy, will Aww. you do a TikTok with me?" I'll be like, "Okay, come on, baby, let's do it. It's fine." But I'm of my own volition. Hey, I'm, I'm going to put it on note. I don't have TikTok. Okay, I just, I I'm just going to tell I knew, I like, I knew it. He didn't have to I say it. I knew it. TikTok. That's Tony. I just, I know. I know. Tony still has MySpace. I do. He did. That's wonderful, man. That was a great episode. So listen, don't don't get don't get tired, don't get weary in the waiting. If God's given you a promise, it's his job yeah. to fulfill it. It's our job to believe him. Amen. Amen. You know what it's yeah. time for, man. If we're finished uh, talking about just waiting on a promise in our CSG Christmas special, which we're thankful that you guys are joining us for today. Yes. It's time for recommendations Christmas style. Jingle bells and recommendations. Ho, 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 and recommendations. <laughs> hey. <laughs> we heard that. That's right. All right. This is what I would like to do for our recommendation. Now, now before, we get, before we get to this, Andy, you do have a recommendation. It's a serious recommendation too, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Because Andy yeah. actually came up to me and said, I have a recommendation. And oh. I'm like, all right. But So before we jump in ours, ours are not going to be quite as serious <laughs> yeah. uh, or serious at all. So I do, want, I do want to give Andy the opportunity to share his recommendation. Andy's a very... He's a very well-read young man, and so let's let's give him the floor to share his his his, his recommendation. All right. Um, so if it's the if it's the if it's Marx's manifesto, I'm going to mute you. Oh yeah, <laughs> gotta go. I have the word. Uh, uh, no, uh, the book is Thinking Fast and Slow. It's by Daniel Kahneman. Uh, it is psychological. Uh, it's about making good decisions. There's two parts of your brain. There's a logical part and an emotional part. Like it. Uh, one makes decisions quickly and one doesn't. Uh, it's when to use it, um, when to make the best decisions for yourself and how to make better decisions. Everything's backed by stats and facts and uh, his own research. So it's great. Everybody should read it. Say it one more time. Cool. Thinking fast and slow. Thinking fast and slow. I like that. That's a great concept. Andy, since you're, since you're already, you already got you know, the mic, you, you can reopen your mic. Um, what I want to do is I want us to give two recommendations. Number one, I want you to give a Christmas song recommendation and a Christmas movie recommendation. So Andy, go ahead. Oh, okay. I wasn't ready for this. Uh, Home Alone 2, uh, but only the scenes with the pigeon lady. Uh, that's my movie. Uh, <laughs> I can't believe that, that Home Alone 2 is the one that you grabbed out of it. Well, Actually, I take it back. I can absolutely believe that Home Alone 2 is. I'm very sorry. Uh, just with the pigeon lady and then the one scene with Trump uh, at the oh, Plaza yeah. Hotel. At the oh, Plaza, yeah. yep. That's it. Yep. And then uh, for a song, uh, 
Man, this fool's going to say I want a hippopotamus for Christmas. Uh, Grandma got run over by oh, a reindeer. No. That's a great one. All right. Also, uh, a second movie you could watch. Great. That's four recommendations for me. <laughs> great is a word. <laughs> yeah. I don't know that. if it's the word, but it's a word. It's a word. Uh, all right. <laughs> Christmas song and Christmas, uh, Christmas movie recommendation. What you got? Oh, man. I have... Um, you know, I have two. It's it's hard, man, because there's actually a lot of great movies, Christmas movies, and of course songs yeah. out there. I love so, Christmas man, movies uh, and Christmas music. Yeah, I love um, it. I like Tim Allen's The Santa Claus. The yeah. Santa Claus. I, lo- I love that movie. It's it's. I love just the first one though. I think you know part two and th- it just kind of goes. It's repetitive, but just the first one. Yeah, the first one's um, great. Christmas song. I actually like Andy's too. Grandma got ran over by a reindeer. <laughs> I love that. Um, but on the flip side, A Holy Night, and so many people sing it. Everybody sings that song. That's like one of my favorite Christmas songs. I just it's a good Christmas. It's, it's a it's a is. that's a powerful it's Christmas song. It's not really like a. Um, There's know. a lot of laughter happening. <laughs> Why are you guys laughing? Because it's because you went from the Santa <laughs> oh, yeah, Claus <laughs> and Grandma got ran over by a reindeer to Oh Holy Night. <laughs> I, yeah, so I said on the flip side, on the other side, Oh Holy Night. Let's get real spiritual here. <laughs> that's good that's good yeah yeah I, uh, andy took mine oh, man. home alone Two: the no, pigeon no, lady scenes no, only no no not the well okay home alone yeah that's got to be one but I, i'm gonna go with uh the former governor with uh uh jingle all the way oh, oh jingle all the way, all the way. <laughs> it's turbo time yeah all right sinbad was in that one yeah arnold schwarzenegger and sinbad two of the greatest actors of our generation <laughs> whose generation is that I don't know. I just said R just to be inclusive. (laughs) (laughs) And and for the song, can you go back to where you were singing earlier when you saw mommy? Yeah, that I saw mama. I saw mommy kissing Santa Claus. Oh no! We're not promoting. (laughs) I'm Santa Claus. (laughs) Infidelity. We're not promoting infidelity. If you're watching, I'm Santa Claus. Bro, now you know why I hate Santa Claus, man. You be. Adultery. That fool. Come on, man. You just say he'd be adultery. You just say he'd be adultery. I made up my own line. He'd be adultery. Picking up other people's wives. Come on, Santa. At my house. Does Mrs. Claus know what you're up to, Santa? Because he has all the gifts. Just because he has all the gifts. He ain't got the gift of the spirit. (laughs) (laughs) What? Okay, I'm oh, sorry. A little out of context there. That's, so you're talking about the. <laughs> I'm gonna try to. We'll try to rein this in here. So what, what is that with context? <laughs> you're. <laughs> you're talking about the Jackson Five. Yes, I saw mommy yes. kissing Santa Claus. Yes, yes, thank you. It's a thank great you. song. <laughs> Bring it back, Matt. Thank you. Shameful. Oh, Santa! Goodness gracious. Uh, now I want to say my, my. I want to say my favorite song is Santa Baby. Now that's. What, but I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> I'm just because of what she said. I want to say, well, it's Santa. Uh, it's not though. Um, uh, Donny Hathaway. This Christmas is a great Christmas song. If you've never heard uh, Whitney Houston do uh, "Do You Hear What I Hear," it's not my favorite Christmas song, but her doing it, oh my goodness, mm. that song is crazy, crazy good. Uh, Christmas movie, yeah, man. So um, I love. We talked about this before. I because I like a Christmas Carol as well. Yeah. Uh, the George C. Scott and don't don't listen. No shade to the old ones either. The old George C. Scott, A Christmas Carol, uh, Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street, It's a Wonderful Life. These are great movies. I love Scrooged. Yeah. 
which is basically Bill Murray's version of A Christmas Carol. It's Bill Murray yeah. as Scrooge. That is a great movie. It's one of my favorites. That one and, and National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation are my two go-tos. I'm just glad nobody said Mariah's stuff. No, no. I actually prefer a Buble version yes. of Mariah's song. Yes. Uh, yeah, All I Want for Christmas is You. Have you seen Mickey? But don't let Mariah hear because no. she'll, 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 she'll throw all the shade at us. Have you seen the Mickey Mouse Christmas Carol? I have. Yeah? Yes. In, in the cartoon and yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the, the Muppets Christmas Carol that's on bro, uh, Disney+. Plus. Tiny Tim got me, bro. I was like, I almost cried. Tiny Tim. <laughs> you, had a, you had a pound in your chest to say <laughs> I just cried. So I know how hard one tear, man. One tear. One just, tear. I was like, man, he's so cute. You guys, <laughs> we need to let Daniel go have Christmas because yes. yes. he's having all the feelings. Little mouse. It is. It's great. It's great having Daniel back in the house, man. We love you. Uh, <laughs> we got to shut this down before we go crazy. That's all the time that we have for today's episode of Chicken Scratch Gospel. Uh, follow us on social media. I promise the social media is not the devil. Go, go subscribe to our YouTube channel. Hit the bell for notifications. Go love like Jesus. We're out. All of our episodes are just like this one. <laughs>